and a big welcome to you all. This is a Big Life Conversation. We're here with you from 4 to 6pm this Monday, every Monday actually, um, Barbara and I. And uh, we aim to bring you lots of wonderful news, views, entertainment, science, nutrition. It's a little bit of an eclectic bunch of things that we bring um, and also wonderful guests that we have each week. Hopefully you've had a great week and a great weekend. Um, how are you, Barbara, today? I'm well, thank you, Nicole, and uh, I hope you are too. And we've got a special birthday cheerio to send out, haven't we? We do have a little special birthday cheerio. In fact, um, some of the songs today, and I apologise to listeners in advance, it's a little bit of a different playlist, um, come from uh, my youngest, who is 12 today. Yay, so happy birthday, Miles. Hope you've had an awesome day. Uh, awesome day at school. It isn't over yet and we've got a nice dinner to come. And a great weekend. You and we had a fabulous weekend as well. But our music today is partially mine, partially care of. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll have a little tune there are some few retro songs, sort of early 2000 or early noughties and um, some 90s, so, uh, and a little bit more dancey than oh, perhaps what, yep, what yep. we might normally play as well. Looking forward to that. But yes, um, very big weekend was had. Uh, we started with the 15, 16-year-old going off to camp, oh, yes. and, then, um, and then on the Friday night... Uh, we um, had, well, actually, I had a Mother's Day event from the school Early. that he actually goes to. <laughs> yes. uh, and so it was a lunch. I actually attended quite oh, late. Okay. And um, there I was at 4.30 in the afternoon at the Spice Market, a very big nightclub just near the Hyatt in Collins oh, Street, oh, absolutely packed, a.k.a. 1989 for me, <laughs> um, and uh, it was full. It was full of women with a couple of drinks in them. Oh, they yes. had lunch, and nice only women, yes. and about 500 of them. Oh wow! Uh, in the spice market, and um, and at seven o'clock, the spice it finished, <laughs> and we went home. Um, so a really it. bizarre experience, but a really nice time to sort of get on the dance floor and, and listen. And <laughs> and some of these songs that I'm playing today are also oh, part okay. of that. As well, so um, a <laughs> uh, little bit more to tell about my weekend shortly. But um, before I do that, I did want to thank our previous presenter, uh, Tony Tim, who plays his wonderful hits before our show and gets us all primed. Um, so there's always some nice loud music uh, preceding <laughs> us to get us going and, and moving quickly in uh, the studio today. So thank you so much for your program. We re really appreciate it. Uh, so for us today, we have some guests. We have some high profile guests mm -hmm. that we are going to be speaking with. Um, so, Bob, I might get you to tell me about our first guest, um, Lauren Ellis. I will, actually. Um, now, Lauren is um, a curator at uh, the Benigo Gallery, that brilliant gallery, um, not too far away from Melbourne, which has hosted some fantastic exhibitions over the years. She um, is responsible for the Ellis exhibition, too, that was a great success last year. Um, which um, unfortunately I didn't get to see, but I have been up there many times over the years and really enjoyed uh, my visits there. But um, this time, this year, she is um, engaged in curating 
another fascinating exhibition. And this is the 90th birthday of the Australian Women's Weekly magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she'll be telling us all about that. Now, this is a free exhibition that's opening it towards the end of the month. We love and, free um, exhibitions. Indeed. And there's another one currently on at the moment, the Australiana exhibition. So uh, uh, two good reasons to visit Bendigo, if not more. And, of course, as we know, um, some reduced train travel fares that are available. That is fabulous. So, um, anyway, she'll be telling us all about the exhibition. Look forward to chatting with her. Yes. And about 4.30. And, and, and then. And so, then. yes, I, I was going to just say I actually love Bendigo and, and we've done many a road trip there and I've yes. been to the gallery there and um, and since we've spoken about it, I was really curious and, and wanted to go uh, and saw more of the royal exhibition that was there at the oh, time. Yes. And um, speaking of royals, there was something <laughs> fairly decent there that was happened on the weekend as well, wasn't there? <laughs> a little bit of a that happened on the weekend. Um, what did you think of the uh, coronation? Well, to be perfectly honest, Nicole, I was actually out and about doing my own thing. Well, I can understand. <laughs> it, it wasn't a short fair. It was not. Even <laughs> though it was apparently reduced by four hours. And apparently yes, it's supposed to be a lot more economical than, than the previous one held 70 years ago mm. this year. And actually, I'll just, by the by, my late grandparents were at that ri- original, um, wow. uh, that, 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 that early coronation. That was wow. I was born. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so anyway, but now this one, yeah, it's a more low key affair, but yeah, as you say, you could have fooled me. But the, the other one was obviously a, a real humdinger, but this was uh, not exactly uh, informal and laid back, you might say. What no, did you think? What did you no, think? well, gold robes and, um, and so robes. many hymns. It's very religious, wasn't it? Um, here, yeah. take the scepter, here, take the sword, here, Here's take the all. this, here, <laughs> take the bracelets, here, take, yes, well, and take this gold robe. So there's nice. lots of uh, bequeathing um, mm. of uh, lots of gold. Uh, so um, I don't know uh, really how much this may have been reduced in cost, but wow. Wow. some people argue that um, you know the British uh, public or the, uh, the the economy benefits from all the tourism. I don't know how all the figures work out, but um, I, 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 I declare now I am a Republican. I'm not talking about the American policy. I'm talking about I'm pro-republic for Australia. Yes. Uh, I have nothing against the, the royal family, uh, so to speak. Um, on, on, uh, personally, but I think it's time that we cut the apron strings myself. Mm. Um, anyway. Anyway, but Charles has done some good things. Um, he's waited a long time for this role. I think he will be a good king, such as he's allowed to be, mm. with his interest in the environment mm. and that sort of thing. I do like that. Mm. I do like that yeah. environment so, and, and health in general. Exactly. Um, exactly. He did. I mean, he and Camilla looked very uh, almost a little bit frightened, a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, yes. overwhelmed yes. I would say, like, oh, look at all this hoo ha, and mm. it really felt like a very big medieval kind of it, it felt very out of place in yes, today's anachronistic in some ways yes mm. other than some of the songs and the general church proceedings mm. um i just found it to be you know quite transporting back to middle ages and i've never lived through that um one might say alternatively that i have but yes um yeah it did feel kind of uh, an unusual kind of um experience with all of the the robes and um the actual proceedings that were more around coronation and just the crowns and um, walking around with those it was um it was a spectacle it was and And uh, a lot of it lately when you think about the queen's diamond jubilee Mm -hmm. and of course her um 
her death and her funeral. And now this is they've, they've packed in quite a few big events in the in the past uh, a year or two. So over there. So yes, yes. you're right. But anyway, yes, we wish them well. We do. Um, and uh, yes, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But the, didn't I say he's the oldest person to ascend the throne? He is because we'll see another one in about twenty twenty five years. Uh, not become a republican. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> that we still might see one. And the monarchy uh, might still survive. It may be on a smaller scale. Down version yeah, I wonder yeah. if Wills and Kate will do something mm, as high solution as the one that's just been experienced. Well, anyway, see, but we don't know how long Charles will be on the throne, but I'm sure he's going to try to achieve a lot of these. Uh, he's been sitting on for quite some time. He so. has been sitting on for mm. some time. I, I'd have to say that he did look um, older yeah. and he did look like his mother a lot yeah, of the yes, time yes, throughout yes. throughout the proceedings. But um, she's yes. a bit of a hard act to follow. We're working very. up until the, the very end, of course, in the, into what, 96. Yes. Um, yeah, anyway, but uh, we shall uh, watch with interest. Yes, and I think it was uh, also watching with interest was um, looking at little Louis and George oh, and, the grandchildren, and the children, yes, grandchildren which were very, very cute and I think kind of um, stole the show uh, before and after anyway, um, exactly. which was which was lovely as well. Touch, so, yes, right. so that was something new that we may not see again in mm, our exactly. lifetime. Or we may, yeah, uh, depending yeah. on that. Yeah. Watch this space. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but we also have other guests to um, introduce as well. Um, we were talking about a mystery guest that we have we coming were. up at 5.10, but we now know who that is. We do. We are very fortunate to have um, the brilliant John Foreman, who graced us with his presence last year, around the same time, uh, because he was involved, or he's involved with the Aussie Pops Orchestra, and they're having a fantastic Mother's Day concert coming up at Hamer Hall again this Mother's Day, this Sunday. So uh, he'll be telling us all about the guests, I think, including Rhonda Birchmore and uh, Dennis Walter, um, amongst others. So, yeah, looking forward to having a chat with him. And um, I went to that concert actually last year, um, Nicole, and ah. um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. And I think Patty Newton was part of it too. Yes, she, yes. I yeah. think I saw her face in one of the more extended lineups. Oh, yes, as yes. well. And a couple of other faces there as well. She was in good voice and good form. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it's always, um, it's always it's a, fun, a fun occasion. And um, it's for all those mothers and mother figures. Yeah, it's uh, a great, great way to, uh, to spend uh, the day. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to having a chat to him. And while we're on the subject, I want to send that, um, uh, in terms of uh, interesting people, I want to send cheers to our co-host Jacinta. Um, who's had a couple of us today. Uh, yes. yes. But she was with us last week and that was a thrill. And we got to catch up for your birthday. Thank you. Also last um, night, which last is a real night, trip. Thank you so much for to you both. Um, it was a superb, superb dinner we had at Lemnos Tavern. Ooh, always a beautiful food, drink food. Fire and all yes. That. yes. Toasty, warm <laughs> and food for the soul. And great so, company. So yes. We always were. great, great, great company. We had a lot so. of time. So we hope to see Jacinta again soon. But um, anyway, if you're listening, Jacinta, uh, looking forward to catching up again. We may do. Uh, it is 19 minutes past four o'clock. You're on Big Life Conversation, uh, 3WBC 94.1. And you're here with Nicole and Barbara today. Uh, and some music care of my sort of early uh, <laughs> uh, tunes that I might have had a bit of a dance to. And um, and my little person who is turned 12 today. <laughs> so he's, uh, and also um, someone who's touring at the moment, uh, Fat Boy Slim. So, oh, okay, another birthday uh, yes. person. And you are on the subject, but that's Billy Joel tomorrow. Um, and also um, Tammy Wynette, uh, Stevie Wonder, um, Steve Winwood. 
there's some of the um, the Taurians who are uh, celebrating birthdays around this time. So happy birthday to all those who are still with us, and thanks for all the hard work to those who have left us. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I've got a couple of family members' birthdays coming up still again. Oh yes, uh, on the thirteenth is my sister's birthday. So happy birthday, Lisa! If you're listening in, uh, let's go to a tune, and we'll be back with more. And you're right here, right now. Uh, that is Fatboy Slim, who is touring at the moment and uh, also a little bit of a blast for the past to get you moving on your Monday evening. It is 24 minutes past the hour. You're here with uh, Nicole and Barbara. Big Life Conversation 94.1 FM on 3WBC. And we've been talking about our guests and things that we did over the weekend and a couple of birthdays as well. Um, and uh, just to give you a little snapshot, um, the um, birthday festivities in our house um, <laughs> tended to be around all things transport. Oh, and because yes. our little people <laughs> like things to do with planes, trains and automobiles Um, and we've discovered quite a few different amazing sort of things that you can go and do with your kids or or without your kids Mm. um, around Melbourne, around Victoria that involve all of those things, planes, trains and automobiles. Uh, Firstly, there's the shout out to the um, uh, Moorabbin Air Museum that actually has some amazing aircraft on display that kids can jump in and move in and an old ANSET jumbo, (laughs) um, lots, you know, helicopters. Uh, We've had birthday parties there in the past and kids just um, have a ball. Acres and acres of um, wonderful things to have a look at during war, post-war, pre-war aircraft and, um, and some more modern things always joining there as well and you can become a member and um, go as many times as you like and there's also the air cadets that you can actually join a little bit like scout but for um, air force uh, air people that want to go up in the airplanes and targeted around tweens and teens Um, so something fun that you can do and the other thing we found close to us recently not far from Ikea and uh, in Hawthorne, mm-hmm. is the Tram Museum. Oh, yes. And uh, I think it's a free entry with a gold coin donation mm-hmm. to the Tram Museum. Yeah. And uh, so trips there have been had and very much enjoyed both by the um, 12-year-old and the 16-year-old and dad as well. So um, really, really enjoyed that. And most recently, we were going to the NGV during the school holidays and we came across a steam engine uh, with people all dressed Hogwarts style um, (laughs) hopping on it and uh, they were heading off on a steam train journey. I think uh, Flinders Street had a nine and three-quarter station there for a moment and um, we investigated and found that they have uh, the uh, Victorian steam engine group uh, actually run their steam engine trains to different locations throughout the year. They okay. have a snow train that comes up, uh, goes up to Terrelburn and uh, Sale during the cooler months. Oh, yes. uh, so we did for uh, 12-year-old's birthday uh, hop on the steam engine from 
um, I was going to say Spencer Street, <laughs> uh, the Southern Cross Station, uh, moving with the times, Southern Cross Station and took us all the way to Geelong, where we had three hours to go down to the waterfront, there was a market on. It was a chilly day. Um, it was a chilly day, there was sunshine and then rain and then sunshine and then rain and then sunshine. But um, we were able to sit and have a beautiful lunch and uh, partake of all of the lovely things around uh, Geelong along in the waterfront there and um, and you could actually catch the boat back from Geelong to uh, Melbourne if you wished as well. So um, some wonderful things that you can do all around, focused around transport and gee, there was lots of people, uh, obviously train spotters everywhere, yes. that love trains. They were taking photographs all the way along the whole journey and uh, and before we took off and um, also when we arrived as well. So there's a lot of people with a lot of fascination for the steam train. Indeed. Um, yes. And we had a beautiful, um, quite luxurious compared to some other compartments. I think we were in the first class carriage, oh, uh, yes. not intentionally, but uh, <laughs> oh, had a, a very nice cosy heated <laughs> trip, whereas the others did not have a Ooh, heated carriage yes. and had the sort of red vinyl numbers. Um, a bit more basic. <laughs> a little bit more basic, but lots of fun. Lots yeah, of fun right. to be had, so um, very much enjoyed that. Yeah, well, you have to take you up on some of those ideas, uh, Nicole. And uh, but before I forget, we want to say goodbye and good luck to uh, one of our staff members. We do leader. indeed. So we just said um, goodbye to the wonderful Peter Mason, who has been with the uh, studio for quite some time as our studio engineer extraordinaire. Tech Level Wiz. Uh, <laughs> Tech Level Wiz gave us a little bit of 101 when we needed <laughs> it most and um, has really helped us synchronise and get really smooth here in the uh, pressing our buttons here um, and was just doing a little bit of that with us before he left but uh, he's sadly leaving us and uh, going away for uh, a nice holiday which is wonderful um, but we wish you all the very best Peter um, we know you're a supporter of the show and we've certainly enjoyed um, getting to know you and uh, the support that you've given us so um, well wishes to you uh, and your partner and your travels ahead as well so thank yes. you for all your hard work very grateful thank you so much peter and uh, there'll be a new person popping into that uh, position very soon there will indeed we have someone which is very exciting mm, to hear as well you'll hear more about that a bit a little bit later we will it is um coming up to 4 30 in fact it just hit 4 30 and we have our first guests uh lined up we'll just have a, a little song first and um we will be with lauren ellis curator of the bendigo gallery and be talking to her in just a moment another oldie but a goodie extreme ways by moby uh again one of those tunes that uh we have been running with uh, today so a little bit of uh retro music bit of retro dancey music there as well uh it is 4 34 uh on big live conversation 94.1 you're here with nicole and barbara uh, and our first guest joins us uh very excited to have Lauren Ellis, curator of Bendigo Gallery, join us. How are you today, Lauren? I'm well, thanks for having me. Lovely to have you with us. Um, we'd love to hear more about this show that's coming up. 
And this is the Women's Weekly 90th Anniversary. It's Barbara here, Lauren. Uh, Hello, Barbara. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. And we're big fans of the Benigo Gallery here. Um, and I'm sure we're not alone. Uh, but uh, this exhibition sounds fascinating. And who would believe that uh, the Women's Weekly magazine is 90 years old this year? Yes. Look, thank you for your kind words. And we are really excited to be working with the Weekly on this exhibition. And it is extraordinary. I mean, almost a century and thinking of the, you know, incredible social and also media technology changes during that time. Yes. It's pretty incredible that the magazine has sort of survived and thrived and continually reinvented itself through all these years. Exactly. It's the same age as my beloved, dearly departed um, mother. She was born in 1933 and sadly left us quite a few years ago, but I'm sure she would have been fascinated by this exhibition as we are. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, in researching the exhibition, it's really become apparent how the weekly has been, you know, um, just touched so many people's lives yes. over so many generations. There's actually a great quote from Ita Butros in the 70s. She gave an interview and she describes the weekly as a friend. Oh, yes. Like a trusted friend, and yes. I thought that is very insightful. Exactly. Yes. And of course, um, who could forget um, those wonderful recipes, apart from uh, other fascinating articles? And I was just looking uh, the other night at uh, the Australian Stuff show on the ABC with uh, Tony Armstrong, presenter. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? And they're talking about the Australian Women's Weekly uh, Children's Birthday Cake book with that iconic volume. Oh, yes. That's right. It's a classic. We actually have done a call out, which is now closed. Oh, for, what? Um, photographs from the community. <gasps> the birthday cake, you know, book, <laughs> yeah. um, recipe from the book in action in family birthday parties, yes. and we received over 3,000 submissions. I bet you did. I bet you did. I think I had a Humpty Dumpty one at one point, and, and the letter, <laughs> the number, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are classic. Yeah, I mean, they really, the magazine, you know, really became sort of the publishing arm was you know, a little empire, really, through the 70s and 80s and 90s, and they published on everything from you know, budget meal planners to, you know, Chinese cooking class to, you know, lots and lots of diet books. So they've really, you know, produced dozens and dozens of titles. And some of those um, cookbooks, like Chinese cooking class, you know, they're in their third and fourth reprints yes. and they're still selling thousands and thousands of copies every year. So, you know, it's been a huge part of their story. Exactly. I always remember uh, my mother would um, not always buy the Women's Weekly, but occasionally she would. And my fa my late father, um, he would uh, we'd come into the, the, the lounge room and he would be surreptitiously looking at it and, and to pretend not to be looking at it when he walked through. The <laughs> <laughs> I think a few men were like that actually. But yes. What are they, they, are they reading? Yes, they do say from the very beginning men have been a substantial part of the readership. Yes. And I think. Um, you know, because from the beginning they really positioned themselves as a newspaper. So, you know, in yes. the earliest days it was sort of like coloured, illustrated news. Mm. So they've always occupied, and over the different eras, certainly during Ida's time and again in the current era, they've always tried to focus on this sort of in-depth, long-form stories and social analysis and that, you know, exactly. news reporting, war reporting um, has always been a part of the offer. So, yes, I think, in fact, um, their readership is much broader than people would think. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. And speaking of that, um, uh, now that you're paying um, tribute to the uh, the late great Dorothy Drain, the um, very brave wartime reporter who was following stories from from uh, the field during World War Two. And so tell us a little bit about her. Do you know much about her? Yeah, well, she has a wonderful story, and we'll also be um, telling a little bit of a story of one of her colleagues, um, Adele Tilly Shelton okay. Smith, who was another of those very early. I think Tilly was officially the first Australian war reporter overseas, but Dorothy oh, wow. had a very long 
and in uh, you know illustrious career as a reporter, and actually wound up being editor in chief of the Weekly in the seventies towards fun. the end of her time. Yes. So yeah, you know they're really um, interesting writers because I think they were first of all very brave to mm. you know, often be the first female correspondent exactly. entering kind of you know um, men's living quarters in various yes. kind of theatres of conflict and war and occupation. And, you know, I think they had to walk a fine line of um, remembering that their audience were their mothers and sisters and daughters who were desperate for news, but, mm. you know, were also very worried. And the Australian government also at different times, you know, had a vested interest in controlling the types of stories that made oh, it yes. Australian yeah. papers. So, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, they were very canny, um, canny women. And they were. Yeah, very brave. And, and breaking, you know, breaking new time. ground in, in so many ways, actually. That's right, that's right. I mean, across the decades, really from the very beginning, it is a story of, you know, women behind the scenes having an incredible instinct for where their audiences were at, what people wanted to read, where yes. the gaps in the media market were, and, you know, there's a real fascinating cast of characters behind the scenes, you know, from the very beginning of, you know, editors and editors with all these different specialisations from fashion to family to news so yeah exactly and speaking of fashion now you've got some uh, wonderful garments on view i don't mm. know you will have we have we will have yes that's right when we open at the end of the month so you know fashion has been a big part of the weekly's coverage yes. from the very beginning so we've got a little bit of a sense of the historical journey of um fashion reporting and then a beautiful selection of contemporary australian couture garments that have been on recent covers so I think what's really lovely about them is, you know, they really illustrate the way that the weekly, you know, really celebrates real Australian women. Yes. Um, you know, one of the garments um, by Melbourne's Tony Matuszewski, who yeah. is a wonderful designer, um, you know, we're a great fan of his at the gallery. <laughs> he um, is kindly lending us something that was um, modelled by Maggie Beer on a cover. And right. I think, oh. you know, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful garment of, you know, a mature woman looking wonderful, but also... To, photographs surrounded by her orchards and her cooking and at a kitchen table and you know it's a really glorious shoot and a beautiful you know outfit so I think um, yeah you'll get a really nice sense of the way in which the magazine kind of celebrates women women for their individuality and their achievements. Indeed and I see that there's also um, a, a gown worn by Crown Princess Mary of Denmark that's going to For be sure on that will be a special one we're <laughs> excited to be yeah. having that one yes kindly lent to us from the National Gallery of Victoria where that gown now um, belongs in the collection so that it will be a very special piece. Indeed, I was going to say, well, some people were hyped up um, over the coronation of uh, King Charles III. Well, the royal coverage has always been Absolutely. Yes, yes, exactly. big fascination and with the rules and you could always get um, the latest and greatest from <laughs> the Women's Weekly then, couldn't you? And so, uh, I was going to ask you, Lauren, uh, this exhibition is open on the 27th of May, is that right? That's right, 27th of May we open and it runs until the 27th of August. So it is a free exhibition, you don't need to get a ticket, mm, but that's day, you know, we always encourage people um, not to leave it to the last minute because our exhibitions, people may know, do get very busy in the final week. <laughs> so come nice and early if you're interested. And if you come in the first couple of weeks, you'll also catch the final weeks of our major... Um, current exhibition which is called Australia oh, yes. Designing a Nation so mm. that's a real good time to visit um, in late May. And it's also a free exhibition visit. too isn't it? It is it is and lots of the um, 
treasures and gems of Australian culture that have been in that Tony Armstrong series are in the exhibition. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, you'll get, um, you know, even more things to look at if you come in the first mm, few weeks. Fantastic. It. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, Lauren, about your own background. I mean, how long have you been... <clears throat> How long have you been with the Bendigo Gallery now? A couple of years. I joined mm-hmm. in the middle of um, one of our many lockdowns in oh, 2020. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you. you know, it's gone pretty quickly. And yep. in my first, well, one of one of the first projects I um, got started working on was our big Elvis Direct from yes. Graceland exhibition that we presented last year. So mm-hmm. That was uh, a great it's success. It a roller coaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was. It sure was. That Fantastic. Was gift of a project. Certainly. And, and what about your other career highlights? I mean, obviously, um, I gather you've done a few things before Bendigo, is that right? Yes, I've been a curator um, for a number of years. My last role was at the University of Melbourne, and oh, before yes. that, um, I worked at Museums Victoria for many years Fantastic. in a variety of roles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been really, you know, it's a great privilege to work um, with art and with artists and in cultural organisations mm-hmm. because, you know, the jobs are few and um, yes. it's, you know, it's very inspiring work so mm, very lucky. yeah <laughs> absolutely I just think oh what a fantastic role to have um, and yes very lots of dedication as well and hard work but yes a beautiful role and where you can see all of that wonderful a art on a regular basis yeah yeah so we really appreciate you taking some time today, uh, Lauren, and we hope to get up there at some point. Um, and uh, as we're talking about uh, off here too with uh, the, re, um, the uh, reduced uh, train fares to Rio yeah. Victoria, another another great reason to, to head up there. Yes, my family it's, loves and trains. It's a good train trip. It, it is, is a good like train trip. Train to work. It is, it's beautiful. It's very pretty and you go through all those beautiful kind of, you know, uh, central Victorian towns on the way up. So especially, you know, autumn, winter, it's very picturesque. It so, is, uh, it is indeed. I heartily recommend the train. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, very nice to do. And um, I have been via train before um, and visited the gallery. And it's, it is, it's a wonderful thing to do. And uh, also a beautiful winter destination as well. So if you're thinking about the next school holidays, it's also a nice little destination for a good little road trip too. That's true. That's true. And then you go apart from the wonderful gallery, there are lots of other interesting things around to see there too, aren't there? So, That's right. Um, Bendigo is a great day out there. So, you know, there are lots of other sort of cultural destinations like the, you know, Science Centre and the Chinese Museum. And the Pottery. <laughs> and the Pottery. And there's a contemporary art, La Trobe Contemporary Art um, Art Institute across the road from us. So there is lots of, and lots of great places to eat and beautiful big parks. So and some nice shops as well. weekend away. Lots of, <laughs> lots of places to spend your money, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming to speak with us and telling us all about that wonderful exhibition that's coming up on the 27th of May. A nice long run to uh, the August, end of August as well. So um, get along to see it. If not, hop on the train and uh, do a little road trip and uh, check out Bendigo as well. <laughs> um, thanks so much, uh, Lauren. Take care. All the best. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye for now. And um, we just might have a little note now from one of our sponsors. And uh, that is another oldie but a goodie, fat boy, slim, <laughs> and uh, praise you. I was just saying... 
praising my co-host Barbara for all her wonderful support. We praise our <laughs> listeners for listening in every week. We do. Um, well, you like to praise you like we should. That's right. I praise you, Nicole, for your <coughs> hard work on the panel. And praise, and praise to all those mothers who are having a special day um, this coming Sunday, the That's 14th. That's right. Which I like used to say every day is Mother's Day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, yes, there's some few, few interesting things happening. Did you want to mention something? Next? Absolutely. There is a couple of great things. Obviously, we're going to be speaking with John Foreman um, just coming up after five o'clock. Um, so there's some uh, wonderful things happening there, the wonderful concert at Hamer Hall. Um, but you've actually got a, another concert that we know of that's happening at Mimo Hall as well. Yes, well, Mimo Hall, um, they're having a, a concert um, on Sunday at three o'clock. It's a Mother's Day concert. Um, and if you're um, that, if that way inclined, you can actually really have a double dose of a um, wonderful Mother's Day concert at um, uh, Hamer Hall at 11am. And then you can nick on over uh, down to Mimo Hall in Ackland Street. And uh, if you're a jazz fan, and check out a concert uh, there at 3 o'clock featuring some of Australia's foremost jazz singers. Um, Nico Fitzgibbon, Nina Ferro, who was a guest on our show mm. a little while ago. Yes. And she uh, was performing, voice. A, yeah, performing in a fantastic um, production dedicated to Judy Garland. That's and then there's right. also O'Hara. Um, and they're going to be accompanied by one of the hottest twin quartets around with Stephen Grant on the piano, Mark Young on the bass, Craig Fermanis on the guitar, and Andrew Swan on the drums. So uh, check that out um, at uh, Mimma Hall. Um, and then um, you can also, uh, we'll be talking to John Foreman about the concert at uh, Hamer Hall because there are two of them, uh, one at 11am as I said, and then there'll be one at 3 o'clock. So catering for, uh, for all age groups. So um, anyway, we're looking forward to talking to John very soon. Yes, indeed. So uh, looking forward very much to that one. Um, I'm going to segue a little bit because I like a segue <laughs> uh, from our entertainment uh, a little bit to our health and well-being. Given that you might be having some lunches uh, on Sunday, let's hope that you're having a, a nice lunch or taking your mum out for lunch or uh, even dinner, as it may be, <laughs> so that she doesn't have to cook or clean. That would be the ideal. I usually get bricky in bed. It's usually <laughs> my, my feast of the day, especially on a Sunday. Oh, yes. So that's quite nice. That is a treat. And there's a Mother's Day classic on too, isn't there? The there run. is. There is also the uh, run that is um, on every year. For breast cancer. Um, one that is, yeah, one that I've been part of in the past, which is something really nice to do as well. Um, with a group of mums. Um, I haven't been running as, as much lately. Okay, um, running around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of other running around, but uh, no active jogging at the moment. It's a little bit tough on the old joints. Um, but yes, I wanted to have a, a little chat about um, a couple of nutrients and one that I have been focusing on a little bit more lately and um, uh, this one is um, vitamin K. Um, so vitamin K is a very interesting nutrient and uh, we need about 70 micrograms a day. Um, it um, can also be made by our intestinal bacteria and is very heat stable. Oh, yes. So often people think about vitamin K helping us to um, clot blood. Um, so helping with that, it can be, um, as I said, produced in the intestines and it improves with the presence of fermented foods and live cultures as well. So if you're someone who loves things like kefir or kombucha or sauerkraut, yeah. um, some of those wonderful fermented foods, you will get quite an adequate amount of vitamin K. There's actually vitamin K1 
which is found in plants, and vitamin K2, um, which can be synthesised by the many bacteria and thus found in things like cheese and yoghurt. And there's also vitamin K3, um, which is a synthetic form of the vitamin, which is man-made. Um, they're all used in the body to control blood clotting and prevent bleeding, um, mm-hmm. essential for synthesising prothrombin, which is the precursor to the liver protein, and thrombin um, controls clotting, so all helps the, the liver do that. Uh, it's involved in bone formation and repair and may decrease the incidence and severity of osteoporosis and slow bone loss. Um, it helps the body transport calcium as well. Um, and so we've just... We, we often talk about um, women sort of post a certain age um, and in especially in their early 50s when we think about bone demineralization yes. and calcium. Mm. Um, vitamin K tells the body where to put the calcium. So sometimes we can take calcium and we don't really want it to go into our arteries or harden our veins. Um, K2 actually helps it transport calcium to where it needs to go. Uh, So it can help um, with bone loss and um, there is some evidence now saying that it can decrease prostate cancer risk as well. Um, So quite a handy uh, effect as well. Uh, Deficiency is generally rare but may occur in people with um, having long-term antibiotic use so Um. they don't have the, the gut bacteria to support that Mm -hmm. Um, or chronic diarrhea celiac disease can um, have a reduction because they don't tend to absorb many nutrients Mm -hmm. as effectively Um, Crohn's disease so IBD or Mm -hmm. irritable bowel um, disease which is Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis um, tend to have less vitamin K um, and people with an alcoholic predisposition Um, it does also deplete them as well so uh, a fantastic vitamin and one of our fat soluble vitamins so absorbed best with fats Um, the most vitamin k that you can get is in amaranth leaves oh really so that's a really interesting half a cup of cooked amaranth gives you 1200 micrograms so you only need 70 a day oh, really? but if you want a good dose there's no sort of upper limit noted or studied at this stage um, you can have uh, amaranth chicory cooked half a cup gives you 800 micrograms um, coriander's quite high kale uh, liver um, seaweed quite high green and white tea you can get about 500 micrograms so if you have a, a 250 ml cup of green tea a day you're definitely getting your vitamin k1 mm. a day uh, right down to um, a half a cup of raw spinach will give you 70 micrograms which is the rdi um, Brussels sprouts are even higher. Lentils are quite high. So the vegetarians are doing quite well here. You don't have to go <laughs> the liver route, which is ugh, not something I would love to do at all. <laughs> but uh, a fantastic vitamin not to forget. So um, I've been working through some of those vitamins on my Instagram page at the moment. So if you're wondering how much you need of each vitamin, um, you have a look at Create Wellbeing Group and you can check that out there as well. So a little nutrition tip for your Monday evening. Thank uh, you for that, Nicole. Just on food, um, 
another little segue, sort of entertainment and food. I didn't mention this last week or the week before. Um, I experienced Karen's Diner in Carlton recently. Uh, It wasn't something I knew I was going to, (laughs) but my family took me there Mm. um, without... Uh, much uh, information <laughs> and I was thinking yay I'm going to Carlton I'm going to have some nice authentic oh, Italian food um, and then I rocked up to this place that didn't let us in for starters oh, um, we had to, to wait to get in and then the um, I didn't realise but I soon found out that I was expected to be for the next two hours abused by the waiting staff to not get minute. my food to have to go and get my food uh, to to sit very very cold with some air conditioning up very very high and music up very very high um whilst the staff sort of sat around and and poked fun at us and swore like troopers uh to us and the kids um wasn't quite sure it was the fun experience that uh i was looking for really you felt frightened to to ask anything and then you just got a fairly basic burger in a little plastic um, basket. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a little bit overpriced Mm. and as was the wine and and so if you want to go out to Karen's Diner for an experience you kind of would do it maybe once and maybe not at all. (laughs) I have to say, when I first sort of rocked up I thought I almost got a little bit offended. I was thinking, is this aimed at me? Mm. Are they saying mum's a Karen? Yes. Uh, and I'm offended for all Karens, if that's the case. <laughs> I'm not all Karens. I can't like it. All mums that have um, boys in their families. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Yes, I must admit, the joke is sort of lost on me. The joke was was lost on me too, I have to say. Um, The kids were sort of saying, you know, this is fun and why don't you ask them to do this and this and that. And I said, well, no, because I don't really need to be abused any more than I feel (laughs) that I have at home. So, yeah, I mean, check it out if you wish. It's a bit of a, a, I don't know, a... As a massacres. There was a kids' party prior to us, and they right. all left sticking their one finger up at the staff, <laughs> and that was just kind of encouraged. Um, and they were telling, they were taking permission to actually abuse the staff as well. Although it does say, "Do not abuse the staff." So, yeah, um, well, yeah. stories, as we do know, about you know serious sort of a. Uh, on the level restaurants and, 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 and staff suffering a lot of abuse. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, it's to be encouraged. <laughs> no, and no. not somewhere I'd take your mum for no, another that might day. Be a fun day of fun so, day. yeah, no. I Thank think, you know, know, if you want to have a little bit of fun with something and just experience it, I'm yeah, not sure. Maybe if you want to take somebody you don't particularly like. Yes. <laughs> that, yes, um, absolutely. Something you don't want to see again. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think they had, were doing something for the Comedy Festival. Um, it was. Yes, and this yes. was part of this. So, oh, okay. yes. yes. And so maybe, yes, if you have that kind of warped sense of humour, you might get a laugh out Yeah. <laughs> maybe I didn't have my sense of humour with me on the night. Um, so, well, anyway. If you've got all pride thinking you've got to have something a bit more, it's yes, perhaps a bit more on the level and, uh, yes, a bit more predictable. Maybe that's where there's a yes. bit of shock to the system. No, <laughs> a little trip to Brunetti's and an ice cream later and I was, mm. I was certainly cheered up afterwards. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yes. very, very 
very interesting indeed. indeed. A novel approach to entertainment. Novel approach, <laughs> but um, yes, let's let's not take our. Um, our uh, mothers there. Uh, maybe take them to Carlton. Maybe take them to the wonderful concerts that we're about to hear a yes, little bit more indeed. about as well, um, because that is certainly something you can do, and uh, and feed them a beautiful meal without any abuse, with lots of love. <laughs> exactly. um, I think that's the way to do this anyway. Yes, indeed. Okay, so it is uh, eight minutes past the hour. Um, we do have um, wonderful guest John Foreman coming up in just a moment. We'll have a little tune and um, and be back with hearing all about his wonderful show for Mother's Day. You're on Big Life Conversation here with Nicole and Barbara uh, on 94.1 FM 3WBC. And that is connected by Stereo MCs. As I said, we're having a bit of a uh, retro moment here today in the studio. Um, care of my son, whose birthday it is at the moment. Uh, and uh, just to change it up a little bit. But uh, for now, we have our uh, second guest with us. The wonderful John Foreman has uh, joined us. How are you today, John? I'm well, thank you, Nicole and Barbara. Lovely to be with you. Great to have you back on the show again, John. I think we chatted last year about the uh, fantastic concert, and I was lucky enough to get along to that, but that was with um, Patty Newton, I do believe, in fine form as well. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yes, this time last year we were getting ready to see Patty on stage, and it's becoming a bit of a Mother's Day tradition to have a concert at Beamer Hall, and uh, like yeah, I'm glad you are able to come along. I hope you enjoyed it. It was fantastic. Uh, my partner and I Thank loved you. it, and so did some friends who came with us. Uh, but also, while I was speaking of Nicole's um, young son, Miles, had your birthday. I believe that you celebrated one just recently, did you not? Or you're about to? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I turned 51 recently. Um, Happy birthday, Very kind. It was a big one last year for you, and so I had one. I wish I was as young as you are uh, on Friday. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, well, happy birthday. Yes, yeah, there's, there's something in the air at this time of year, or yes. maybe there was something in the air nine months before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it was like lots, of birthdays, lots of birthdays around this particular time, and uh, yeah, I had sort of you know be a bigger celebration last year. And for, for whatever reason, we all feel it's necessary to have a big celebration when it's a multiple of ten. <laughs> but right. you know, this year it's been a bit more pared back and. Um, yeah, just getting ready for the big concert on Sunday. Good on you. And as I say, as a Taurus, um, well, Taurians are well known for being very musical and artistic and creative, even though I do so, so myself, but certainly applies in your case. And tell us a bit about the lineup. You've got some great guests, Rhonda Birchmore, Dennis Walter, Harrison Craig. Yes, well, yeah, Moomba Monarch, no less. So, <laughs> yes. for those of your listeners who, who weren't there last year or don't understand what it is, so. You know, we thought it would be good. The Aussie Pops Orchestra has been running for 40 years, and it's a, you know, a big orchestra, 50, yes. 60 piece orchestra. You know, it gets bigger and smaller depending on, on the gig. Yeah. And, you know, for Mother's Day, we thought it would be great to, as you say, bring Rhonda Birchmore, Harrison Craig, who your listeners would remember from The Voice. He was, I think he won the first or second season, mm. and he does all those beautiful songs like L-O-V-E and Can't Help Falling in Love and It Had Better Be Tonight and Sway, you know, the And of course, Dennis Walter, everybody knows and loves from Carols Like Candlelight with a big booming baritone voice. <laughs> so those three together with the orchestra behind them, um, you know, we think it's a great way to spend Mother's Day. It's a great sort of last minute gift too if you're thinking of, I want to do, you know, I want to do something on the day and also 
get a nice gift, you can knock over two birds with one stone. So we've got an 11 o'clock show and a 3 o'clock show. So the 11 o'clock in the morning, it's a bit like the, the morning melodies time slot yes. where you can have, it's 90 minutes from 11.30 to about half past 12 and you can wander out and get lunch in the South Bank area or do it the other way around, have lunch first and then come and see us at 3 o'clock. So Fantastic. Yeah, very oh, much great. looking forward to it. Nice and flexible, yeah. And what about the uh, the repertoire? Can you tell us what people might be um, expecting? Or is it a bit of a surprise? Or Oh, well, there'll be something I can let your listeners know. You know, I mean, Rhonda's got the big show stuff as like Get Happy and yes, Wish Upon a Star and Diamonds are a Girl's Best Friend. <laughs> She's also doing, you know, a beautiful number called In My Daughter's Eyes oh, from yes. her perspective as being a mum on Mother's Day. Mm. Then, you know, uh, old mate Dennis has got uh, have I told you lately that I love you? Okay. It's got a bit of Elvis, believe it or not. Oh, hey. His other big showstopper is The Impossible Dream, which is, oh, wow. you know, great uh, uplifting kind of uh, is, tune. It is. And, and then, of course, Harrison's got songs like L-O-V-E and Sway, you know, the Michael Bublé thing. Okay. And look, we might try and talk Wanda into a bit of Abba as well, because she Ooh, had all that great success yes, with all of those. Yes, go down very well. Yeah, so something for everyone, and uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. And I should also say we've got a little special at the moment, if any of your listeners are thinking of going as a little group, mm-hmm. if they're buying four or more tickets they can type in there's a special promo code which is buy four as in b-u-i-f-o-u-r and if you type that in where it says promo code then if you buy four or more tickets you that's quite a good discount oh Oh, nice nice thank you for that well it's going to be um it sounds like it's going to be another wonderful occasion i remember last year david hobson was uh, a real treat too (laughs) he was quite hilarious he's fantastic he's a very funny performer and you know it was great last year i think you know, people had maybe forgotten what a great performer Patty is and seeing her yes. up there with the orchestra yeah. and the top hat and the cane and the whole thing, she was fantastic. And, of course, Rhonda brings that glamour. I think she's got four gowns, three or four oh, gowns. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, that uh, that in itself is, is a highlight. And, uh, you know, it'll be if, if your listeners are, you know, maybe haven't gone to too many orchestral concerts, mm. this is the one to go to because it's, show tunes and, and fun music that everybody will enjoy and uh, you know um, yeah we look forward to welcoming your lovely listeners to come along to the concert on Sunday mm. thank you yes and uh, you're always looking very dapper and I think you you, you were in tails was it last time or the dinner studio you were looking very very in the penguin the outfit whatever <laughs> that's right I think it's yeah, that's, I've got to iron off the tails and make sure they're ready to go. And yeah, I think, um, I th- yeah, I'm glad you reminded me, actually. I think that's a good idea because if Rhonda's got the, you know, the amazing spot, i my game and put on the white tie and the tails for Mother's Day. Yes. Just, yes. just keep it flowing from our coronation weekend. Exactly. exactly. Outfits to have a look at there. So, yes. Oh, well, that, yes, that was, that was quite quite a feat a to be able to Yeah, I, I don't have a, you know, multi-billion dollar crown to wear. <laughs> no, 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 not many of us do. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, no. That should be a, a lot of fun, um, John. I'm looking forward to it. And we actually had Wanda on the program a little while ago. I think it was actually just before Christmas because she was launching a Christmas album and she had some concerts on. And, um, yeah, I think that she mentioned that beautiful song, um, um, so is it through my daughter's eyes or from, from my daughter's yeah. eyes? Yes, anyway, I think that's on the CD that, um, that well, had, And so, the yeah. thing is, you know, um, we do take a moment because, you know, some people will be there with their mums and other people will want to remember their mums. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, it's one of those shows that 
you know, there's a lot of fun and a lot of laughs, mm. but, you know, we'll also take a moment to sort of, you know, uh, reflect as well. So, yeah, I, I, it, it's a really beautiful day. I think Mother's Day is a great opportunity to get together with family and friends and, um, you know, we, yeah, we want to make it as, as special as possible for everybody that comes along. It'll be fantastic. Now, how many years have you been doing these Mother's Day concerts now? Well, look, this is actually only the second year that okay. we've done Mother's Day. Huh? It, it was a new thing we introduced last year, so it's still sort of, you know, we're, we're building that audience to say, well, you know, what do you want to do on Mother's Day? And also, what do you want to give as a gift on Mother's yes. Day? I think yeah, a lot of experience. people have mm. a lot of things, yes, and now it's all about experiences, whether it's, well, exactly. let's, you know, go and have a holiday, or let's go out to lunch, and this is one where you can say, well, we'll spend the day together, we'll see a concert and listen to, you know, Rhonda Birchmore live and Harrison and Dennis and an orchestra and then go and have lunch afterwards or, or beforehand, depending on which concert you come to. So, you know, I think people that have come along have responded really well to it and, uh, yeah, so, but yes, yeah, just the second year of, of this particular concert. Well, we hope it's going to be um, a regular thing uh, over, the, over the years to come, but as you said, people are interested in experiences now and I remember my late mother saying, um, the similar sort of vein. Um, oh yes, um, well, children don't remember when you got the new carpet, but they always remember the holidays. It's a, it's a, it's a bit like that in terms of, uh, and particularly if your mother um, is a, of a musical bent, and she'll be reminded of some of the fantastic shows that she she's seen and loved in the past. And I think it's a it's a great way to get together and uh, reminisce and have a lot of fun. Absolutely, yes, I agree. Thank you. And when yeah. there's a consumer, you know, so much consumable yeah, in society, so many things. Oh, <laughs> and we've so missed, you know, having our entertainment as well. Of it's, course, it's, it's a really nice experience. We, we, I think we treasure them, or I'm certainly finding I'm treasuring yes. the, those experiences a little bit more because. Um, you forget how mm. precious they can be exactly. when you're in uh, a lockdown space. So it's <laughs> wonderful to get out and about again as well. So um, that's a bonus, a big bonus too. I agree. Absolutely mm. agree. And John, are you able to tell us about any future plans for yourself or is it all under wraps or um, anything that you want to mention that's upcoming that you might be involved in or you're working on? Or? Well, we've got a few more shows coming up later in the year. Mm -hmm. um, there's a show called Leading Ladies that's oh, yes. in August, which will be fun. That's Caroline O'Connor and Sylvie Palladino. Oh, that's, right. So that'll be fun, and I'll come back and talk to you about that close oh, to the yeah, day. Yeah, that, that'll, you know, that'll yes. be super exciting. Big fan of them, yep. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant performers, and Casey Donovan as well. So that's, oh, yeah, that's later in the year. Yeah. So those three will be quite spectacular in August, and, uh, of course, our New Year's Eve spectacular at the end of the year. Oh, so yeah. So enough to keep me going. I think so. You certainly sound pretty busy. But uh, thank you so much, John, and uh, break a leg, and we might get to see you um, this Sunday, and I'm sure it'll all go swimmingly. Thank you so much. Oh, no worries. Thank Thanks you very for much time. for having me on the show. Oh, yeah. Yes, Bye. 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 And that was the wonderful uh, John Foreman there telling us about the wonderful Mother's Day concert that is coming up. Where can people get tickets? They go to the Arts um, Arts Centre Melbourne website because it's at Hall. And um, as John mentioned, if you, if you punch in that um, promo code BUY4, B-U-Y, num the number four, I believe, that you might be able to get yourself a special discount. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and the two shows, don't forget the two shows, is Sunday the 14th of May, 11am at Hammer Hall and also 3pm. Excellent. Let's hear from one of our sponsors.
Well, we're certainly not lazy in the studio. Um, I love that old one by Express and David Byrne. Uh, lazy. Um, <laughs> a nice one for your afternoon. You're on Big Life Conversation with Barbara and Nicole. It is uh, 27 minutes to 6 o'clock. Um, and uh, coming up after us, we've got the uh, Your Planets Needs You um, getting arriving and uh, going to be getting ready in the studio for you um, just after. After our six o'clock news this afternoon, um, but we have uh, a few other little bits and pieces to cover off before we finish up today. We have a few things to talk to you about. Um, one which was just following on our brief little conversation we were having earlier around the coronation, <laughs> care of the oh, shovel. Yes. Um, there is a lot on the shovel this week. Oh, there yes. is a whole <laughs> Your Guide to the Coronation. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for some satirical humour, there's a lot of fodder there. Um, this is just one little snippet, um, and this <laughs> one's titled, Lucky There Isn't a Cost of Living Crisis, Otherwise Parading Around with a diamond-encrusted orb might look a little out of touch. Um, If ordinary people were being forced to choose between paying an electricity bill and putting food on the table, then sitting on a throne while being anointed with pure oil from a solid gold flask could have seemed a little bit gross. Uh, There are many more where that one came on. Republican and Um, enjoy them. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) There there is a, a couple more, and um, there's there's kind of a history there. It just says here um, uh, that um, you know the the procession into the abbey by dignitaries and archbishops um, will begin, and it talks about walking through the whole procession. Mm-hmm. At the head of the procession is the coronation cross, a handcrafted item which was made up of a number of relics, including a donation from the Vatican, a shard of wood from the cross of which Jesus Christ was crucified. It also contains fragments of wicker from Easter Bunny's original <laughs> basket, uh, and it goes on. So a little bit of satire in between that. Um, Pomp and circumstance. Absolutely. Um, yes, it just says the, the king and the queen consort will enter West, Westminster Abbey through the royal entry. At least that's what Charles calls it anyway. Uh, for this coronation, King Charles is demonstrating sensitivity to the current economic climate by reusing the four billion crown jewels from the last coronation rather than rushing out to buy a whole new outfit. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, just a little take on some of the costs mm. involved, which we did have a bit of a chat about we as well. Exactly. Um, so, yes, very interesting there. What about what gets up in the news? Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, and also the <clears throat> that I just preceded mm-hmm. that with, at the moment, it's not anyone in particular, but uh, more that there's a bit of a cough cold going on yes. that is um, circulating around many, many places at the moment. Mm. I was unlucky to have caught it. Not the dreaded bug, but another not annoying bug. the thing. dreaded bug, but another annoying bug, mm. which was actually far worse than the dreaded bugs. COVID um, was quite mild for me, but uh, this has hung on for two weeks and I still have a bit of a... <coughs> Uh, in the back of the throat about a very decent cold that sort of ends in a fairly nasty cough Um, it's a lot of it and uh, it's not sort of kicking in one week most people are having it for around two weeks Um, and uh, so you know I've started um, working in the city again and catching public transport 
thought and just be very mindful again I, there's a lot of people that aren't wearing masks on public transport and mm. I'd really encouraging, encourage you if you're going out and about given yes. that it's winter and our immune systems tend to uh, get a little bit more a few more bugs because mm. we've got less vitamin D and we perhaps don't look after ourselves as well yeah. so um Make sure that you uh, don those masks because it, it is around. Yes, so. it hasn't left us. And, um, and also don't forget your hand sanitizer too. Yes. All of those things um. that we know, just our general hygiene, don't, yeah. don't forget that uh, it's still very easy to catch the common cold. And yes. the common cold, if you haven't experienced it since lockdown, uh, can knock you out a bit if your immune system hasn't been exposed to one for a while. Okay. And, and this one tends to uh, be a little bit nasty. So that gets up my nose. Um, what makes my day all those beautiful things that helped me through, yes. such as beautiful, warm, hot veggie soups. Oh, yeah. uh, I actually made a black bean and tomato soup, which was mm. very nice. I think I put that picture um, on uh, our... Um, I think it might have been on my Instagram page, oh, actually, yes. Create Wellbeing Group, but also um, I can put that on our Big Life Conversation uh, Facebook page as well. So all of those wonderful soups with um, garlic and onion in them, um, coriander, which is very healthful as well, anything with ginger in it, uh, anything with the legumes that are going to give you yes. protein. Um, cooked tomatoes have lycopene in them, which is a fantastic antioxidant. Mm -hmm. You've got something with capsicums in it. You can um, also get a big dose of vitamin C. So, you know, think about how you might be able to get a whole lot of nutrients together in one spot. I love a soup for that. Oh, yes. And there's just something, as you say, psychologically and physically very soothing and, and warming and calming. And if you're feeling a bit blur and you think you're about to come down with something, often uh, a, one of those hearty soups can really um, push Absolutely. you back into feeling a lot better. Absolutely. Mm. Or just a very warm cup of ginger and lemon yes. tea yes. Um, is a very nice one as well. I've certainly had my um, fair share of tea more recently um, and that seems to be the only thing that sort of can calm and soothe. Um, manuka honey in your tea is very healthful as well and um, you can also get um, olive leaf extract drops, um, zinc and vitamin C mm. sort of chewables as well. Can very helpful. Sort of thing. And echinacea is was in one of my um, cough syrups. So oh. echinacea, rosemary, mm, um, to name a few, uh, mm. are quite a time. Um, oh. Are also really great in um, uh, cough elixirs as well. Uh-huh to stop the tickle, uh, the ongoing tickle. So that sounds like it hasn't got nasty side effects like some of the old cough mixes from days gone by. No, I tried to avoid, I think maybe twice I went the heavy duty, oh, yes. I think I need this, um, yes. to try and get some sleep. And oh, uh, most of the rest of the day, you know, something that's a little bit more natural. There's another product on the market called Prospan, oh, okay. which is a very nice natural um uh, cough medicine. So mm -hmm. if you're looking for a natural one, um, Bioceuticals do a Armour Force cough relief and that can be obtained at your uh at your local pharmacy oh, okay. and the other one Prospan is again Prospan. off the shelf mm -hmm. and uh, it's actually got a green leaf on it I think oh, it might okay. have some yes. olive leaf in it but um, it's another natural one very good for um, coughs if you're looking for something that is not um, pharmaceutical and full of um, some nasties <laughs> yes. well yeah <laughs> things like your hypochlorite which mm. is um, uh, and some of the 
pain relieving um, medications as well, mm. which can cause a bit of damage. They can, and it does go by. I think that some of those cough mixes are even more lethal. Some of those ingredients, I think, have been removed. But I remember a friend of mine years ago was a pharmacist, said there was a running gag, and if you don't laugh, you cry. People come to the pharmacy and they ask for this particular brand, and uh, he would say, drink here or take away. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, there yeah. are some with some <laughs> decent, um, yes, uh, drugs in them that people mm. use as a different kind of therapy, that's not, right. not exactly. a cough therapy as well. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so that's so, you know, so in terms of making your day, yes. Yes, all of those wonderful things, they definitely helped me make the day better. Oh, yeah. um, that's for sure. What yeah. about for you? What well, up your nose? And look, it's a perennial thing, I guess. I mean, we've all experienced it. People who borrow things and or funds from you claim that they will be returning said funds, said things. Motto. Um, and they do not. And rather than explaining if there's a problem or there's an issue, they just keep on avoiding you. Um, and, uh, yes, and then and if you do happen to mention that, you know, hey, how's it all going with you know, this, that and the other thing, and can we sort this out? And then you are made to feel as if you're being unreasonable and unfair and... Mm, I think that's happened to all of us. Yes. It's a really awkward situation, that awkward. one. I know I had a, a close friend who went overseas and was very strapped and yeah. was, um, you know, as many do, go to the UK and yeah. live in the backpackers and work and support themselves and had another friend come and meet them there and, oh, I'm a little bit short oh, and yeah. just didn't realise the the impact yeah, that that kind yeah. of cash would have had. Yes, yes. Uh, And, you know, I'll pay you back and never saw it again. No, never, never saw that person you know, again. Historically, um, mm. many, 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 many yes. years ago. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree with you, you know. Yeah. And, and, and they do say, and people warn you about, you know, someone's you know, mixing business with pleasure or mixing you know, funds and families and friendships. So it can be complicated. I think you, people have to know what the expectations are. Um, people have to also know, listen, if, you are, if something unforeseen has happened and you're not able to make these commitments to, to power for installments or whatever it might be, tell people what's going on. Don't pretend it's not happening. Don't try and turn the old thing around and say, well, you're being unreasonable to, uh, and you've got so much more money than I have. Why, you know, it can become quite nasty, quite unpleasant, and you sort of think, oh, I'm trying to do you a favour here, and you're making me feel like I'm a monster. So, yeah, anyway, um, so, yeah, the thing is, you keep, keep the lines of communication open, and just be very aware of um, what you might be up for. It's a bit like going guarantor. I think so. Yes. I think so. And I, I'm one of those people that every now and then I might forget. Um, yes. Often... Often, if someone's reminded me, it's like shock horror, and I'm definitely there yes, and paid up or given yeah, exactly. back or whatever it might that's be. Right, that's right. Um, in the busyness of it all, but yep. um, there's nothing wrong with a, a gentle reminder. But uh, when it's habitually done, yes, yeah, and, and you start to feel awkward if you're the person who's been lending. I think, well, you know, as I say, I, I was trying to help you out, and don't make me feel like I'm the, the person who's giving you a hard time because yes, it's not that's not supposed to be. No, no, I understand it. So maybe maybe put something in writing I don't know that might sometimes help um, yes and uh, but yeah you do have some sad stories and friendships and, and family relationships going down the Google because of things like this mm. um, but on a lighter note mm. um, what makes your day? day well I have to say from a purely social perspective People making a big fuss on my birthday. Hey! Including yourself. Uh, we love doing that. And Jacinta, of course. And, and family and friends and birthday cards and phone calls and text messages and presents Yay. and dinners and afternoon teas. It's the week of Barbara. It's, it's allowed to be the week of Barbara. It's a festival. Festival <laughs> of Barbara. I love that. Even more so. Very kind of everybody. And um, I'm look, But to be fair, I mean, I, I like to make a fuss of other people when their birthdays occurring. And I, I do not like people who expect the world to stop for them, but, but they ignore your birthday. I think you're happy to forget it or just 
think, hang on a second, what's going on here? Anyway, but that, that, so I'm very grateful for, for all the, the, the love and support and um, yeah, from uh, from everywhere. You're and very from everywhere. welcome. So thank you very much. That sounds <laughs> like you're very well loved and lots of lovely people around you. So that is, always makes the difference, doesn't it? That's true. And I, I, I'm, I feel very lucky. That's true. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, nice one as well. Um, you're with a Big Life Conversation. It is uh, 15 minutes to 6 o'clock. Um, we're going to have another tune, a couple more bits and pieces to share with you before we wrap up and uh, your planet needs you takes over. Um, let's have another older tune, a bit of a retro one again. Sing it back. I won't sing it back to you, but um, that is Sing It Back, Boris Lugos, um, an oldie but a goodie. Um, a nice one for you there on uh, Big Life Conversation. We've got 10 minutes to go before we wrap up our show for today. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We've had some wonderful guests on today. We've had uh, the wonderful Lauren Ellis, who is the curator at the Bendigo Gallery, talking about the 90 years of the Women's Weekly and the <laughs> wonderful um, display that is going to be out and about from the 27th of May. May to the 27th of August and then the wonderful ever talented John Foreman who is uh, putting on a concert um, with some wonderful celebs um, the Aussie Pops concert that is um, going to be part of uh, the Mother's Day uh, event at Hamer Hall mm, so two concerts, two concerts and, uh, get yeah. along yeah. yes yeah. and he gave us a special code uh, buy four and you get a discount if you are coming with a small group so um, been very spoilt here today <coughs> we have indeed and uh, there's still a bit more to add too, uh, Nicole. Um, have to tell you that um, uh, there I saw a good production the other night uh, down at our friends, uh, the Malden Theatre Company. Ah, oh, yes. yes. This is Death Trap, written by R11. Yeah, and lots of fun and uh, a suspense thriller with a bit of a sort of black humour thrown in and written by R11, who was also responsible for the um, fantastic um, uh, production um or creation, I should say, Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Of course, made to that, that great film by Ron Polanski with Mia Farrow. Um, and then also The Step for the Wives, amongst other things. Ah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if you, you can catch um, Death Trap, which was also made into a movie with Christopher Reeve, late great Christopher Reeve, and uh, Michael Caine, you're still with us, turning 90 this year. Oh, my goodness. Just turned 90, Michael. So, Michael. Uh, yeah, anyway, so, but that's, you can you can get that on Google Home for about 4 or $5, I think, that film from the 1980s, and it is worth um, checking out. It's certainly full of lots of twists and turns and surprises. Um, a rather over the top sort of venue, but uh, yeah, kept uh, kept the audience on uh, on its on the on the edge of their seats, um, and um, always looking forward to uh, checking out what's uh, on at Marvel Theatre Company. The next yes. production is The Whales of August, which is a, a beautiful film I think with Betty Davis in it and uh, Lillian Gish or one of the Gish sisters some years ago. Um, I'd have to check that one out. We do like going there, don't we? Exactly. I Um, um, just picked up the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow. If you loved the comedy festival this year and would like to see more, you can actually go regional and uh, check out performances that happen right through May um, and also into June, actually. (coughs) Excuse me. We've actually got... um, one coming up um, at Blackburn, one community on the 16th of May um, through to one in Echuca at the Echuca Paramount Cinemas on the 13th of May. Um, so really wonderful to uh, check out. Uh, you can probably check out comedyfestival.com.au, but the road shows, if you missed out, 
can get about and see some more. Yes, and also, <coughs> excuse me, another great um, thing you might want to catch um, if you're a Tim Winton fan or a nature fan or both, um, you can proudly discover one of the last intact wild places left on Earth with um, um, its most prominent defender, author and conservation activist Tim Winton and playwright, of course, too. This is a, being described as a stunning three-part series premiering on Tuesday the 16th of May, so that's tomorrow week, at 8.30pm on ABC TV and ABC iView. And... Um, this is um, the. This is all about the global treasure um, known as Ningaloo, the Ningaloo Reef. Ah, beautiful. Yes. Have you been there? I have not, but it's on the wish list. Yes, and I'm I'd love sure. to do the. Yes. We'll see the, the the big whales there as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, actually, whale sharks. Yes, that's right. Mm. So this is, um, uh, of course, part uh, part of WA's. Um, area and um, it's comprised of three entwined ecosystems in the Nicola Reef, the Cape Range and the Exmouth Gulf. So anyway, it's supposed to be, um, it looks absolutely stunning and spectacular and uh, as I say with um, with Tim Winton um, as um, the narrator and, and uh, that would be definitely worth catching. So that's one um, for Tuesday week because we will not be here next Monday, will we Nicole? We will not be, alas we have other commitments next Monday um, but we will be back on the 22nd That's right, the following uh, the following Monday, so yes, we will indeed, um, and potentially some of our regulars back again yes, as well. So um, we will not be here, but nevertheless, tune in anyway because there'll be some great tunes being played along the way. We also had, um, we were talking about Mother's Day, that um, we have the wonderful Readings Mother's Day gift guide. So if you have someone who loves books, there's a whole set of amazing books out and about at the moment and a really nice little brochure full of some great things that might be um, something you might like to have a look at um, from all sort of biographies, um, everything from Tanya Plebisek to Margaret Sutherland. Um, the just put the actors I just put out a, a memoir too. Yes, so, yes. Sam Neill has got yes. one out as well. And there's cookbooks and art books and all sorts Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. And uh, a really interesting one by Tracy Spicer called oh. Man Made, um, which is all about uh, AI and how the, the bias of the past is being built into the future with artificial technology. So um, yes, it's all rather terrifying and yes, fascinating. It's gripping, uh, compelling and exhilarating. Mm. So um, if you're looking for something new, that is there at Readings. Fantastic. And I must point out to our listeners too that uh, Readings in Hawthorne has moved, I guess they were not aware, just down the road. Used to be, of course, on the other side of Coles as you're heading uh, up towards Kew on the left-hand side. But in fact, it is now in the old ANZ building on the other side of Coles. Um, and it, I went in there last night after I couldn't find where the original store had been. And what a, what a magnificent setup they've got there. Nicole. It's huge, absolutely massive, as you would expect, uh, having taken over the uh, old bank premises. And there's no upstairs, but uh, you could spend a few days happily getting lost in there. It's, it's, uh, it's um, anyway, a good spot and a handsome building and some, uh, as you said, some interesting reeds available there too. It's always a beautiful place to sort of stop and you can now have a cuppa and, uh, yes. and read a book at the same time. Exactly. So it's very pleasant to do so. It is. Other things we might need to mention too, um, a fascinating musical, which I really enjoyed um, when it was on last year, and it's back again due to popular demand, uh, Chapel of Chapel. This is um, Driftwood, and basically it's been described as an epic story of love, courage, survival, and follow umbrellas. It's based on Eva de Jong Dooley's memoir. Now, Carl, <coughs> excuse me, Carl Dooley was um, a, um, a sculptor who came from Europe, and he had quite a very successful career in Australia uh, just uh, during uh, the Second World War, just after the Second World War. This, is, this production is directed by Gary Abrams and written by Jane 
Jane Bodie, with composition and musical direction by Anthony Barnhill, and the concept is created by Tanya Dion. And uh, this is a really intriguing story about people escaping from the Holocaust in Europe and making new lives in Australia, and actually an intriguing tale about the invention of a foldable umbrella thrown into the mix. So uh, that's on the Chapel Off Chapel, and uh, is, is highly recommended, uh, and running until the 20th of May down there. And one of our favourite spots, and they have some renovations. Mm. We do love oh. Well, they've had some interesting things uh, with the, the lighting out in the, the back sort of area, in the sort of the garden sort of courtyard area. So we need to go and check that out at some point too. So. Oh, let's mm. do that because we do like going there. It's we do far indeed. away exactly. and you can always have a bite to eat before or after um, a nice, beautiful little intimate theatre there. Um, good spot to see things. I want to also remind you quickly while we've got a moment, the German Film Festival is still up and running, so yes. don't forget to check that out. Yes, you have done that, haven't you? Yes, a number of palace cinemas around town are, are um, involved in that. And also, if you're um, a Mericorn fan and a fashion fan, and I certainly am, of course, sadly we lost her uh, just recently, uh, but she was a reasonable age, I think 92, Dan Mary, but um, there's a documentary that's coming out on the 18th of May, apparently, about the life of Mericorn, and it's just called Quant, <laughs> and um, why not? So that's the one to watch for too for all you fashionistas out there as well. A nice one. And, um, you know, it, there's so much on. And, um, you know, if you're looking for something to get out and see or be indoors because it is getting cool yes. to go out and see, it, it is quite nice to rug up and um, see a production, see a movie. I think we... <clears throat> tend to see a few more movies in the um, in the cooler months. In the cooler months, <laughs> so there is there is a lot more going on out there as well. That's true. And if you're a cooking fan and a Jella Lawson fan, she's on at Hamer Hall on Friday the 19th of May as part of an Australian-wide tour. Apparently, I'm intrigued mm-hmm. what she's going to be doing there. Whether she's going to do a cooking demo, yes. if it's a Q and A. She's written so many books too, hasn't she? She has yes. written a lot of books. Exactly. Speaking of which, I um, was going to wrap up today very quickly um, with this recipe which is from Delicious. Um, It's crispy tofu stir-fried with charred sugar snaps. Um, And so this is actually a Jamie Oliver uh, recipe. Um, He said there's no better way to hit the reset button and fast than with this healthy vegetarian tofu dish. Um, as I said, invented by Jamie Oliver. Um, I might pop that on our Facebook page, uh, Big Life Combo, um, for all of you to read. Um, But it requires um, some tofu, a frying pan, um, and some spring onions, chilli, soy sauce, a fish sauce and lime sauce. If you don't want the fish sauce, you can do without. Um, Also, um, some lime halves and some coriander, um, mixed in with some rice and some beautiful snap peas as well. Oh, yeah. It looks delicious, um, making me a little bit uh, <laughs> hungry for my dinner. And mm. I'm actually going across the road to the Hadelow Hop. Oh, yes, to celebrate a certain to man's birthday. A certain <laughs> man's birthday very shortly. Hello, so time. looking forward to that. Right. Um, but let's post that up. Yes, and quickly just mention for Opera Buffs, the Tannhauser in concert is going to be presented at Hamer Hall from the 17th to the 20th of May. So that will be one for uh, all those who love Wagner.
Fantastic. Uh, so that is it from us. Um, we have the news coming up shortly and uh, your planet needs you um, just after that break. So um, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you in a fortnight um, when we are back on the air. Don't miss us too much. Um, <laughs> check out our Facebook page if you do want a little bit more information and want to listen to our shows in retrospect. Um, but uh, bye for now. Thanks, Barbara. And thank you. Uh, and thanks for seeing you uh, in a fortnight.